All righty. What is going on, everybody? Hey, um, hey, guys. How's everybody been? I mean, it's been, oh, man, it's already April. Um, but welcome to our new edition of Talking with the Mots. Health Talk with the Mots. No, we're talking with the Mots now. <laughs> we, we're going to put some knowledge on you guys, share some information. Um, we're actually have changed some things here the way that we're setting up we're trying to uh, see if we can still deliver you guys on instagram and facebook the content that we've been delivering but also record our podcast at the same time um so we have a little bit of a set different setup this evening and the content uh matter that we want to start to bring to you guys is going to change a little bit as well um we still focus heavily on health and wellness but Understanding that it also means understanding that health and wellness is more than just the physical. So uh, as we've talked about on our podcast, we like to delve into different topics that affect your whole well-being, your uh, mental well-being, your physical well-being, financial well-being. Um, so we want to start to touch on some of that stuff uh, in talking with the mods. All of the things, All and it's still things, help yeah. talk with the mods. Yeah, so I see that people are still populating and coming in. Uh, I have uh, swiped away the chat for Facebook because for some reason it covers like almost the entire screen. Um, but feel free to shout us out, shout out where you're from, uh, who you are, say hello. If you have any questions along the way or anything you want to add, we'll go back and uh, read the comments towards the end. Um, but let's get into it. Let's go. So the topic that we've picked for this uh particular one is actually something that Dana and I have been working on for a while. Um, and that is the topic of perfecting your craft. Um, something that I feel like is a dying art nowadays. And I don't know if it's the mentality changed or if it's a millennial thing. I, I don't know what the deal is. Um, but we want to encourage people to pursue things that they're passionate about, encourage people to uh, get back to creating and to perfect whatever it is that they're good at or that they have a passion for. So, um, so I think you ahead. need to step back, though. So, like, first and foremost, why do I even have a craft? Like, we are honing in on perfecting a craft, but I think we need to start, what is my craft? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but that's a, a product of an individual figuring that out for themselves, right? What are they passionate about? Um, I, I often think of like, even for myself, what did I love to do as a child? Like you think about with children, they're not thinking about, um, is this going to make me money or can I make a living off, off of this? What are you sniffing? Envision. Envision. You trying to get the vision? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, so children, they're not thinking about, is this going to make me money first? Most of the time, children do things because they enjoy it. Like, they honestly have some type of uh, passion for it. You know, I think of our kids, like, um, my daughter loves music. Catch her singing all the time. Ask her what she wants to do when she grows up. She's like, I want to have a YouTube channel creating content and music for people. How crazy is that? Like, our kids now, it's like, YouTube is a career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... 30 years ago, like if someone would have told you that like we'd be sitting in front of these personal devices reaching out to millions of people or, you know, 
across the internet, you know, that was a crazy concept, you know. So, it, I mean, it's not really, um, but it's just, it's interesting, you know, some of the passions that we might have had when we were younger, they kind of get smothered or pushed to the side as we try to pursue making a living. And sometimes they're not uh, mutually exclusive. Like, you can marry those two things together, or if you're not able to pursue and make an income off of what you enjoy as your passion, still pursue it in some aspects. And I would say, too, I think it's very important because I think this comes up very often where people are, well, I'm not passionate about anything. I don't have hobbies. So, so where do I go? Where do I start? So I feel like, as you mentioned, it is important to go back to maybe things that um, I wouldn't even say necessarily were um, a fire under you, but maybe things that were just a flicker <laughs> of interest for you as a child. Um, and then dive into some of those, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, like let's say you wanted to be an artist as a child, but as a child, you were finger painting. Okay, well, maybe we're not going to make a profession out of finger painting, right? But- I don't know. Some people would buy- <laughs> I've seen some abstract art that was, looked like finger painting. People probably would it, buy it. It may be so, but maybe that was just a flicker. Maybe that wasn't really something that necessarily you're like, yeah, I, I mean, that was fun, but it's like, whatever. But maybe something in that being an artist, you can be creative in that arena. And then you can trigger and take that flicker into a fire, into a flame, into a passion. Um, I do feel like sometimes people give up too soon because they're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing it. It's kind of hard. And you know, like, it's cool, but it's like, I don't know. Right. It like, it doesn't wake me up at, in the middle of the night. It doesn't, you know, fire under me. So maybe that's not my passion. And I think that can be premature because while you do need to explore different things, I do feel like when we talk about passion, I don't necessarily think that everyone just has this born innate thing. I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up and you know, you just do that. And I think that like in our society, we kind of do a disservice to um, people in general, because right, like at, at 18 years old, you're basically told like, Hey, so you're going to leave school and now figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Okay. Yep. Go, yep. Go to college or go to, but whatever you choose now, it's just pretty much going to affect you forever. But you know, so to hit on that, the interesting thing about that too is you might have something that you're passionate about that at 18 you were like, ah, oh, man. Like, like remember you were talking about at 18, like you wanted to pursue like fashion design or something like that. And the interesting thing is at that age, we're, we were usually told like, oh, that's crazy. You can't make no money doing that. Or you got to be special to be able to break into that industry the likelihood of you being able to do that is maybe slim to none so that gets stifled mm -hmm. you know and then we say oh, well you're probably right and then we don't do anything with it mm -hmm. you know so I, I definitely think it's important to you know figure out what those passions are figure out what it was that or is that you enjoy what are your hobbies um everybody should have a hobby i mean we've talked about uh, and in tomorrow's class, we'll talk about self-care, uh, the one that we're doing in Dearborn, but everybody should have a hobby, something that you enjoy doing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so let's, let's transition for a minute. Cause I, I briefly want to talk about some of the benefits of developing a craft and perfecting it. 
um, because it ultimately is not just necessarily for everybody else to benefit from. You know, like we think of maybe someone that's like, I want to be a musician or a singer. And we think about them putting out music and benefiting people, people who enjoy listening to their music or an artist who might paint and sell their artwork so that the, the world can enjoy it. But really, I think it starts with with you, like as the person, like developing a craft and perfecting it, going through that process is ultimately going to benefit you as a person. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, definitely. So so the first thing that came to mind was uh, discovering more about yourself, mm-hmm. because I know even as I've gotten older, there's certain things that I'm passionate about now that I didn't even know that I had a passion for maybe five, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And you learn it's caused me to learn so much about myself and the things that I want out of life and it's pretty much started to shape the person that I am now and that's why to a certain extent I think it's kind of unfair at 18 (laughs) to tell like a child even though legally they're adult but tell a child like hey like make decisions for the rest of your life because the reality is most of them don't fully know who they are they haven't fully like you know especially like you their brains haven't even developed fully. Like they still have so much growth to go on that the reality is at that point, if they don't know who they are, they're not going to necessarily be able to resonate with where they should go and what they should exactly do. Um, So I do think that's definitely a good, good point. Know who you are first and foremost. And it makes me think of some of the qualities that you develop as a person, Um, you know, because like, for example, um, self-discipline is something you have to learn. You know, when you're developing a craft or whatever, um, like sometimes you have to get tough with yourself, force yourself to do things at the time that you don't really feel like doing it. And I'll give you a prime example. Like for those who follow me on any of my social media, I know I am not the king of social media. That would be this lady here. She is the queen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> run the social media page um but for anybody who sees my content like i love music and the hardest thing that i've discovered for me to do is to be able is like when i'm not really feeling it you know like not in the creative mood to force myself to still practice work on content uh i'm a huge perfectionist work on still getting it out even though i don't feel like it's up to par Mm -hmm. um so it forces certain things force me to get tough with myself and say okay but this is what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will. Get it out there. Now I will say a lot in line with that. Um, there's two different types of motivation. You're pushing your pull, and I feel like it's so so important, um, especially as you're in that process of honing in on exactly what it is um, that you're trying to craft and perfecting that. That you have the pull motivation. You can't have the push because that's going to be so limited and it's only going to carry you so far. You can only push yourself so long. You have to pull. And in order to get that pull motivation, you have to be clear on your vision. You have to be clear on where you're going and you have to, as weird as it sounds, look at it every single day. Close your eyes and visualize that and let that be your driving motivation because when you have that, it pulls you to want to do more, right? It pulls you to be like, I got to get up and get going, right? Or when you're at work, let's say um, your nine to five job 
and you're frustrated with the boss and you're frustrated in those things, you can't wait to get home and start honing in on that craft, right? Because you know that is pulling you in the direction that you really want to go because maybe where you are now is not fully fulfilling. Um, So it has to be that pull motivation. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to add to that, but I'm going to move on. Um, Cause the other thing I was thinking about too, is just, you know, in attempting to perfect a craft, like there's a sense of fulfillment in that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes like we think, that the fulfillment comes only after you've mastered what you attempted or sought out to to uh to learn but i mean there's there's that that sense of fulfillment when you're like even through failure like even when you're like this is just not going the way i wanted to go um and when you're continuously working on something and then you finally get over that little hump like that sense of fulfillment nothing like it exactly there's nothing exactly. like it it's not a chore, but it really is a matter of your you losing yourself within it, mm-hmm. and and yeah. And then I mean those opportunities, like that's how you chart your growth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you know that you're growing. Like things that um that you may not have been able to do in the beginning, like those small hurdles that you're accomplishing along the way, like they mount up. Yes. And then next thing you know, you had so much either growth in that particular field or uh, craft that you're attempting, but growth as a person, I mean, ultimately. And and that's one of the things I think is, is so important. Like, as people, when we stay stagnant, we're getting left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, because the world is about growth and development and uh, learning to be better people, learning to be just better in life. And so it's important that you continue to have something so that you trying to keep up with the train, you know? Um, so I think that's important. So uh, we talked a little bit about the benefits and I could go on and on about that, but let's talk about like how a person goes about developing uh, their craft and then perfecting it. Mm-hmm. So one of the, we're going to, I, at least I had five steps. I don't, I don't know if you had more than that or if you want to add to it. Um, but the five that I'll start with is uh, the first one is is uh, getting back to your roots and fully understanding like what's your niche like what is it that what are some things that you are good at or at least decent at or even if you suck at it like do you enjoy it um, you know because I think ultimately that's one of the important things like you have to enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy it, what are you doing it for? Exactly. And I will say, like, one thing you just said, for me, um, for the longest, when people would say, what's your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing? And I'd be like, what do you mean? Sleeping? Living? I don't understand that question. Sleeping. I was like, <laughs> right? sleep is like, not, not a hobby. But. Okay. Hey, at me in the chat if you disagree with sleep. not a hobby. I'm sorry. But for me, especially at the time, um. I had to realize that I am not one that is naturally gifted in most things. So most things for me, when I choose to do it, is a lot of work. It doesn't come easy. But when you, again, hone in on something that is worth your time to get better at and perfect it, 
then you're willing to put in that time and you're willing to put forth the effort because the beautiful thing about us as humans is we're not like animals that are just running on instinct. We actually have the ability to adapt, to grow and get better, right? So the reality is, at least what I've learned over time is it's okay that you are awful the first few times you do it. But if it's really worth your time, you're going to get better. You're just naturally, if you keep working at it, you're going to get better. It's the inevitable. You're going to get better. Yeah, you kind of touched on, I mean, that brings us to the second point. I mean, the second step is is practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody starts out as a novice or a beginner to some extent. And that's, um, I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but that was like one thing when I got to know you, you were like, yeah, if I, like in the beginning, if I'm not good at something, I, I just stop. I don't want to do it. Um, and a lot of people feel that way. But you're going to be bad before you're good. You're going to be good before you're great, right? And you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And learning to be forgiving of yourself and forgiving when you make mistakes like is, is important. Because I don't feel like in the world that's a common... Um, it's a common trait, you know, like we're look, we look at mistakes as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a mistake on your job, you're punished for it to some extent, or maybe at school, kids are ridiculed for it, or maybe at your job, you're ridiculed, you know, and they talking, they on your head, they talking about you, but it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes are opportunities to learn. Right. And then what's, what's the quote um, you make up in practice with you lacking talent? Okay. Is that kind of how it goes? Yeah, something like that. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I feel <laughs> like I'm on the right track, maybe the wrong train. But, um, you know, it's important that you practice because you, you will eventually get over that hurdle. And to some, like, prime example, uh, I remember when I was given uh, vocal lessons, most people have the ability to sing. It's just some people start off in different places. So, so did you guys hear talent. what I heard? I my said hus- most people. I, my husband just said I could sing. That, that's that, not what I said. That's what I heard. I, that- I said most people. I didn't say everybody. I, I said most. So that's let's, not let's, what let's I Let's clear that up. Yeah, most people. But to hone in on what you just said, though, too, I do want to just add, because when you look at um, successful people in general, um, most successful people will tell you that they are successful because they were not afraid to fail. There, um, I had one person tell me the only difference between where you are and where I am is I was willing to fail more times than you probably were willing to try. And that is huge, right? So the reality is most of the times we give up before we even get halfway there, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of the failure um, because that is going to be the opportunities to learn. And the more you fail, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah. Um, so step three. Step three. Three. Step three. Step three. Find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if, if you want to learn something, like you want to learn it from somebody who's done it, you know, or that has the knowledge to be able to share that and impart it on you so that you can, you know, learn it yourself and then next thing you know it's a transition period you might mentor somebody else later um you know what's what's funny is i feel like a common thing that people do though 
is we take advice or we allow people to try to mentor us who have never done what we want to do all the time and that's the naysayers the all haters the what you know what i'm saying like we'll we can be like oh i want to uh what's what's a common one in sitcoms and movies is i want to move to new york, new york or california and i want to become an actor and people are like oh you can't become an actor like that's a pipe dream but I mean, when you look at, like, the movie industry and the entertainment industry, how many people are getting into acting in their, like, late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s? And, right, and the reality is, it was somebody, why not you? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, kind of with my post today, but um, I was just thinking in general, like, why are we valuing the opinion of people that don't have to live with the consequences of the actions, right? Like, the reality is if you have not walked that mile, then you don't have the right to tell me what to do or what not to do. Just point blank. Sorry. Love you. But I, your opinion means nothing. Like you're sitting at the same table as me. So how are you going to tell me how to move forward? And I think with that whole mentor thing, sometimes though, you might not have people in your own circle that can be a satisfying mentor and you might need to find people that like are online or people that are, you know, and, and today in this world, we live in a life of information and people are willing and wanting to help. And to add to that as well, I'd like to say that like another way to master or perfect um, what you're doing is to teach it to other people. So when you teach that craft, again, you're getting better at that craft because you're so good at it. That's how you know you learned something. You can teach it to somebody else. Um, so if the first person that you go to, you try to mentor or try to get mentorship from and they're not willing, go to the next person. Go to the next person. Keep it moving till you find somebody that is willing to put in the time. And a lot of times people are, they want to share their knowledge with you. Like they would love for somebody to be like, hey, like, can you help me out? Um, I think about in our company, like, um, that's one thing that one of the the backbone, well, and one of the diamonds was saying is like, I wish like my team would call me more. Like, I wish that people would like, I want to get you guys where I am. Like, and so, you know, for them, they reach down, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with reaching up. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to that extent, like having somebody who can help you navigate, uh, you know, it's like a person who knows where the landmines are mm-hmm. and they can tell you, okay, avoid this, avoid that, turn left here. I mean, it's going to save you time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, people struggle unnecessarily just because they won't get a mentor. Right. It, get somebody to it, teach might, you. it might save you time. It might save you money too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Especially if you're trying to get into the game and like, let's count our pennies. Like, <laughs> you know, you could save money, time, and a lot of heartache. Yeah. Invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, so the next one I got is learning to develop perspective. Mm. Um, because this one is important because like in your journey and uh, along your way, you're going to have times when problems will arise. Absolutely. Um, but having perspective like helps you to instead of focusing on the problem, be like solution oriented mm-hmm. um, so that you can say, OK, like, man, I have no idea how to figure this out. What are my ways that I can get around this? Um, who can I talk to to get around? Like who? And that's why the mentor is important because mm-hmm. you can be like, "Hey, I'm having this problem. 
how did you overcome it? Right. And I don't know if that's somewhat of a generation thing, but it's like, I feel like a lot of times too, when I talk to younger people, I'm like, they're like, oh, I don't have a ride. And I'm like, but there's Uber and buses and like, you got feet though. Yeah. Right. You got, you can walk. That's the funny no, thing. You can, See, we you grew up, <laughs> we didn't have Uber when <laughs> right, we were kids. Right. You know, we had, it was your feet, the bike or the bus. Right. I'm you like, I, like, I'm just so confused. Cause it's like, people have these things that seem like monster problems. And I'm like, okay, so that's not the solution. So, be solution oriented. Mm-hmm. So what can you do in this situation? Yeah. Who can you call? <laughs> Who? Yeah. What can you do? Right. Solution oriented. Always be solution oriented. Look at, look for the solution to the problem. Don't just dwell on all the problems. Yeah. And, and a lot of times you'll get people that try it once and they're like, oh, that didn't work. But I mean, you haven't tried it enough to get perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like trying different you know, solutions to a problem that you might be having so that you have perspective. And then it also has an effect on your attitude, you know, how you view it. You know, if you focus on the problem, then your thought process is going to be negative. You're going to you're going to want to quit. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to walk away and be like, hey, you know what? This is not for me. But when you're solution oriented, like and keep trying, trying uh, and keeping that positive attitude, regardless, you're going to push through and you're going to be able to perfect your craft. Um, so let's move on to, because we're running out of time here, let's move on to the very last one, and that is mastery of, or attaining mastery. So that is, like, when everything just comes together. Mm -hmm. Um, all the moving parts and pieces that you have, all the years of dedication, uh, to practice, like, when it all comes together. And the funny thing is, I feel like, you know, we have like certificates and degrees for certain things in the world where people are like, you're a master of this. Like I think of in my trade, like we have master electricians. Mm-hmm. Um, and really to be a master electrician, it's the fact that you've uh, shown that you've worked so many hours and then they take a test to, you know, show that you know a certain amount where they can say that you're quote unquote a master. Mm-hmm. But when I think of when it comes to still perfecting your craft, I mean, we, I, I just don't feel like we should be reliant on somebody else saying that, hey, you're a master of this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and like when you're good at something, you know it. Because mm-hmm. you feel like, can't nobody tell me that I'm not the bomb at this. Right. You know? And can I say this too? I hope this isn't contrary to the whole topic, but the reality is to always be looking for ways to expand. Right. So even in this place, okay, now I am um, perfected in this area and arena. So go find another one. Right. Like, so now Are you you're saying diversify, diversify. Yeah. Let's stop the podcast. Shut it all down. Let's, <laughs> let's counter it now. No, <laughs> because here's the reality too, is we as humans thrive on purpose and continuous movement. And I think sometimes, one, we either try to do all of the things really well, and then we are terrible at everything, right? Or we get really, really good at the one thing, and then we just squeeze the life out of it, right? So get really, really good, master it, perfect it, and then move on to the the next thing you're going to hone in on. Then the next thing you're going to hone in on. Until really, like, we're always constantly learning. Um, 
a lot of times when people get older that they're no longer learning. Their brain is no longer active. They're no longer moving. Um, and it's so important that we always, always are active and moving. I'm thinking too, you don't want to get bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know me personally, I like a challenge. If something doesn't continue to stay challenging or if I can't find new ways to make it challenging, it's going to start to bore me. Now, that doesn't mean I'll walk away completely from it, but, you know, most we we like to be challenged, you know, to a certain extent. We like to have our senses engaged, our, our mental, uh, our mind engaged, our emotions, you know. So if something is not giving you that feeling, maybe that's not your niche. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not what you're passionate about. Maybe that's not what you should be pursuing. But continue to find those things because you're going to find at different points in your life, um, you're going to be passionate about different things. You know, you're going to develop different skills at different points in your life. So I think it's important kind of to hit on what you what you said, you know, keep finding different things. But uh, you don't want to be the jack of trade, jack of all trades, master of none. I, I guess that's the caveat to that. You know, so certainly if there's something that you're pursuing and you have a passion for it, master that first uh, before moving on to something else. But also continue to challenge yourself. And remember that nobody else, no one can really tell you, uh, well, let me rephrase this. Anyone can be a master. <laughs> Anyone can be a master of something. Uh, you just have to work hard enough to, to attain it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's all I got. Podcast over. Shut it down. Goodbye. No, <laughs> so let me go back and read the comments. Do you want to really quickly give a... Um, to really quickly talk 